0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T state. Restrictions apply. Ross, are brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGP and gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Christmas Eve here to discuss the much anticipated Christmas Day games. We'll break down every game for you as usual, but helping me to break those games down on this Christmas Eve day. You know him as the newest voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's my main man, Delonte Smith. Delonte, how you doing, my man?
1: Pretty good, man. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Uh, Looking forward to breaking down a pretty good slate. Lost a little bit of luster to some injuries uh, to a couple games, but still uh, some pretty good games. So looking forward to getting into that.
0: Yeah, plenty of good games on the schedule for uh, the NBA Christmas Day. I know some teams are dealing with injuries. We'll get into that uh, when we break down the games. But also joining us here on this special edition for the Christmas Day games, you know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? I had to come off the bench because you were calling me out. Hey, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm glad <laughs> you
2: know you sucked it up and you was able to deal with it like the rest of us. Uh we had a late scratch and uh Ryan McKee was a late scratch for this one. So, you know, something we won't use to, something we weren't ready for, but it's all right. We bounce back, we're ready, we got the team together, and we're looking to go out here and put on a good show.
0: Yeah, man. Um uh, great of great night of basketball last night, I guess we could say in the NBA. Um yeah, like I said, we're here to talk about the Christmas Day games. So but we could briefly touch on last night, uh, Terrell. How did the picks work out for you guys last night? You and Scott were on the pod yesterday. How did everything go last night? Oh, I did
2: terrible. Ofer, I missed out on Lakers minus three. Missed on uh, Portland money line. It looked good in the early part. Portland just kind of yeah. ran out of gas towards the end of that. So uh, lock and dog was bad. But we gave out some good picks. Memphis eleven plus. Plus three. I think it was three to one, something like that. Yeah. That was easy. Never and I should've I said I was gonna make that my dog and I didn't do it. I should have did it. I this Sun's team was not ready for Memphis and Memphis gets up for them. Uh man, we it it, it was a pretty all right day, but in terms of locking dog, I definitely folded.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we can't pick every single winner here on the pod, but we pick more winners than we do losers. Hopefully we bounce back here for the Christmas Day game. Solante, how did your night work out last time, my man?
1: Uh, pretty good. I had um, Brooklyn last night. Uh, I thought that was a good spot for them. Brooklyn has been playing well. I know the last time uh, we talked – well, one of the last times we talked, uh, we were talking about futures. And I, I know you were kind of with me on Brooklyn was a little bit high. I tend to one to win the East. Um, so I got – I bet them. I've been betting them a lot lately. Uh, I feel like they're getting more healthy um, with Teacher Warren, Seth Curry getting his legs back under him. Uh, Joe Harris still up in the air. But um, I just like what I've seen from him. And um, so I had a winner with them, a winner with Magic. And uh, that's only two plays that I had last night. Overall, some good basketball going on um, throughout the association.
0: Yeah. Um, we had the, – the Clippers at Philly game was turned out to be a pretty good one. I was watching that one. Um, Philly pulled it out in the end in the second half, especially where the Clippers mm-hmm. came out shooting really hot last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Chicago, New York. Shout DeMar- out to Tobias Harris for that under. Shout okay. out to Tobias Harris. You know. Yeah, y'all were on that under yesterday. Um, and then the Chicago Bulls and Knicks game. That turned out to be a pretty good win. DeMar DeRozan, I had the over 25 and a half. He hits the game winning shot and then um, just feels fell short of getting over 25 and a half. Last night, he finished up with exactly 25 points. Didn't finish with a double-double, 25 points, 10 assists. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls as they get the victory in in, uh, New York yesterday. And then also, I think that we should mention and need to talk about how great Tyrese Halliburton has been playing this season. Another game winner last night. He drops a 40-piece against the Miami Heat yesterday. uh, Finished the game with 43 points. He was 10 of 16 from three-point line last night, 14 of 20 from the field overall.
2: Hashtag fake all-star. Hashtag, yeah.
0: <laughs> hashtag want to be All-Star. It seems like he's uh, taking that a little personally. Uh, 38 Harry points Towers. per game
2: since. Yeah. Just 38 points per game. It's, it's simple. Just a play. casual. Yeah, you yeah. know, SGA's been doing that all season. Neither one of them
0: deserve to be All-Stars. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, he hits the game-winning shot last night again for the Indiana Pacers, as they are, shockingly, one game above five hundred. are the Indiana Pacers. But, yeah. Halliburton doing Hallie things uh, so far this season. Anything else that kind of stuck out to you guys last time before we get into these Christmas Day games? Uh, R.J. Barrett, man, this Knicks team—you can
2: never, you never know who's going to go off. It's always somebody different every single night. But R.J. Barrett, man, forty-four points—that's incredible. I yeah. think he was deleting. No, Luca was deleting point scorer last Luca night. 50. But, yeah, uh, he he was up there. That forty-four piece was nice by R.J. And I mean, dog. Paula Ben Carroll just gets assists. Like okay. he draws so much attention, he gets assists. He hit four again. I think his prop was at three and a half again. Like he he gets his assists. So yeah, a shout out to him. And uh, I really didn't have much else from last night. Oh, and the Boston Celtics going out there and getting me a cover. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate you.
0: Yeah, you when everybody
2: when corner. people start agreeing with me about the Boston Celtics, that's when Boston <laughs> plays well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, they came out in that second half and well, actually after the first quarter, they won second, third and fourth quarter um, to go ahead and get that victory uh, and the cover. More importantly, last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 121-109. Uh Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both finished with at least 30 points last night. Jalen Brown, 36 points uh, Did have a great shooting night. He was three of 13 from the three point line and 13 of twenty nine. From uh, the field overall, Jason Tatum ten of twenty two, uh, one of six from three point land. He did finish with thirty points, but I think Al Horford was really the guy that was knocking them down for the Boston Celtics from beyond the arc. Five of ten from beyond the arc last night. He finished up with seventeen points. Also had eleven rebounds in that game for the Boston Celtics. Salante, anything for you, my man? Before we get into the Christmas games, uh, just a couple things. First, sorry
1: about, sorry Nick, uh, about the Lakers, man. That, listen, don't bet on the Lakers. In any capacity, unless you bet some player props for LeBron, I wouldn't touch any Lakers things. So I'm sorry sorry to Nick uh, that my Lakers did that for you. Uh, And um, Washington, uh, I know when – I think Thursday whenever we were on the show, uh, maybe Thursday, Tuesday when we were on the show, um, we were talking about Washington and Chicago being pretty much play against teams. And since then, all they've done is, like, covered every game that they played. Uh, So I was looking a little deeper into Washington, they – uh, covered in one last night as eight dogs uh, in Sacramento. I think they've been playing. I think they have uh, found a little bit of rhythm with everybody in the lineup. Bradley Beals finally healthy. Um, Porzingis is, you know, he's still in and out of line, lineup. But when he's there, he's a factor. was playing incredible. He's probably going to be great soon, though. Um, so I'll be looking to play on Washington as, uh, as big dogs uh, as we progress into the season. And Memphis, um, not so much the game because they pretty much blew the doors off of Phoenix, but uh, it was a little bit of chatter between Dylan Brooks and uh, Devin Booker on the bench. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, Apparently, Dylan Brooks was saying that uh, he was hoping for Devin Booker to play so he can shut him down. And whenever they go to Memphis, uh, he'll be looking forward to shutting him down. He's just talking a little bit. I'm not sure if, you know, he's going to be ready for what Devin Booker has got in store for him, but, you know, Dylan Brooks – all-time irrational confidence
0: guy yeah that that game was over before the tip <clears throat> between the memphis Grizzlies and the phoenix suns um memphis got out to a 39 to 20 lead in that first quarter and pretty much didn't look back the rest of the way they get the easy victory 25 uh, by 25 last night. i'm sorry 125 100 uh the return of Desmond bain last night uh yeah. for the memphis grizzlies big uh, get back for them as far as your starting lineup another guy that can shoot the basketball for him uh for the memphis grizzlies Uh, A little rusty, but that's expected when you miss the amount of time that Desmond Bay did. 4 of 13 from the floor, uh, 2 of 8 from 3-point line. He finished the game with 17 points, but hey, they head to Golden State uh, on Christmas Day to um, get some revenge from that playoff series last year. All right, guys, uh, before we get into the um, Christmas Day games, let me tell you guys about a presenting sponsor. That's WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's parlay wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present, and the state where play-through winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. To enter, that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate, free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, gentlemen, let's get into this Christmas Day schedule for the NBA with the first game on the board. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers headed to The Big Apple to take on the New York Knicks. This line opened up in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. Minus three and a half. That number has been bent down to minus two now uh, in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. Total opened up at 219 and a half. Uh, That number has also been bent down to 217 and a half. See some 218s out there as well. Uh, No injury reports yet because we are recording a day early here for these Christmas Day games, Uh, but make sure to check those injury reports before you uh, bet on these games, but we know that Tyrese Maxey is out for the uh, Sixers. Quentin Grimes has been in and out of the lineup uh, for the Knicks. He did play last night on Friday for the Mm -hmm. uh, New York Knicks, but he should be a go in this game, expecting everybody that's relatively healthy to be playing on these Christmas Day games, but uh, let's start with the spread here. Terrell, I'll let you lead it up, my man. Uh, Philly laying two and a half in New York tomorrow to take all the New York Knicks. Oh, well, well, well. Here we are. and We have Philly laying points on the road.
2: Which is disgusting in the fact that you're thinking about Philly is, what, five and seven ATS on the road this season? I'm trying to look at their uh, – as
0: favorites and what they do see. as favorites. Um, Sorry, they're three and two as road favorites, but five and seven overall, like you mentioned, against the spread. Yeah, just not a
2: decent road team, but here you are and you have the New York Knicks where you're going into the garden. It's the garden on Christmas Day. I really truly think that I can throw out the road stats just because of the magnitude of this game. Like, this is what people dream of playing in Madison Square Garden on Christmas. Like, this is the dream. Even when the Knicks were hot garbage dog shit, they get Madison Square Garden on Christmas. And I think this is a spot where this Philadelphia team seems to start clicking a little bit more. Could be recency bias, but they've covered four of the last five. won five straight. I'm leaning over to Philly here. I think Joel Embiid is a matchup nightmare for the Knicks. And they truly don't have anybody that can guard him without fouling. So Mm -hmm. I expect to see some foul trouble for all of the bigs and really Jericho Sims is where I'm looking at. And we'll see if pop gives him the minutes, but Jericho Sims was able to guard him pretty decently uh, last year. And, you know, he learned from playing Joel Embiid. So Sims could be interesting. I think Mitchell Robinson is barbecue toast to Joel M B. Like I think he's going to be in foul trouble. He's going to get up out of there early. So I'm expecting another big Joel Embiid game like I did from the Clippers. And maybe James Harden's not washed maybe he's not maybe he is maybe he's not i still think they have enough options and i don't have the trust for this Knicks team right now even though they are coming off of that really crazy road streak, they have lost the last two and uh, and both of them were at home so do we make it three in a row at home uh yeah let's do it i'll take philly minus two
0: yeah i was leading philly uh in this game as well um New York has been a really good team on the road, especially their offense has been better on the road this uh, season for whatever reason. Um, And like you mentioned, Terrell, that I think that the Joel Embiid matchup, whether it's against Mitchell Robinson or Julius Randle, whoever it might be, that's going to be barbecue chicken Uh for Joel Embiid. And you're right. I think that if Tibbs puts puts, uh, Jericho Sims out there to maybe match up on Joel and me, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, you mentioned James Harden there. He's been really good against this Knicks team uh, for whatever reason over his past three games against the Knicks. He's put up at least 26 points in each of those matchups. Uh, he's had not, at least nine—sorry, eight assists and near triple-doubles against this Knicks team as well. So maybe look for some player props. We'll get to player props here in a second. But And just think of the history that the 76ers have against the Knicks. Like- yeah.
2: One, you remember all those bad 76ers teams. All of the bad 76ers teams. I'm going to read you off the game logs real quick. Last matchup, Knicks won 106, 104. After that, loss, loss, win, win. Lost, loss, 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 loss,
0: Fifteen. So <laughs> it's, it's that was fifteen. Fun. If you were creeping track out there,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was fifteen. So it. I mean, I. I don't know. Th- this team has their number. Knicks have been doing a lot better recently, but I still think that Joel Embiid can have a, a good enough game. James Harden has played this team really well, and he's comfortable in Madison Square Garden. I'm pretty sure he still owns the scoring record for Madison Square Garden right now. At sixty-two <laughs> points, I'm almost positive he still owns it. So, yeah. yeah, I'll take my chances and just say that the Knicks, while they're playing a lot better defensively recently, I don't think that they have enough to
0: stop the options of the 76ers. Delonte, what do you like for this game? Let's start with the spread, man. Minus. Let's call it minus uh, a two.
1: Yeah, the spread. I'm not really strong on. Uh, if I if I had to play it, I would probably lean to the Knicks. Um, just I mean, not not really strong. I just feel like that. 'll be they'll be up for this game a little bit more uh simply because they they won eight straight they have won eight straight before losing back-to- back games uh eight and two last ten ATS and you know Philly's coming in hot uh seven in a row so I think it's gonna be a defensive slug and I think that somewhat favors the knicks if they can keep uh Mitchell Robinson on the floor I mean that's a big like you guys mentioned that's a big component uh, to this game, because if he can just, he doesn't have to stop and be because I mean, nobody can, but if he can just, you know, allow them to play more one-on-one where they want to double him as much and only in certain situations. And I think they have a better shot, um, uh, because defensively the Knicks are, are pretty good. They're seventh in defensive rating. Um, they're fifth in effective field goal percentage defense, uh, top of third in effective three point percentage defense. So on the perimeter defensively, I think they'll be fine. Um, you guarding uh, Tobias Harris and James Harden on the on the setback threes. But um my stronger team would be the under. Uh so I agree with both moves of it moving down from three and a half to two and then from two nineteen to two eighteen and a half or two eighteen, whichever depending on where you shop at. So both teams are uh, top twelve points per game allowed. Um the only advantage I see is that Nick's while Embiid is the dominant force, they're still 29th. In, I mean, they're still uh, 26 in rate defense. And points in the paint, New York Knicks are six. So, you know, if Embiid is getting attacked and getting, you know, switched in pick and rolls with Randall and, and Brunson, it could lead to some successful Knicks. Um, but I just lean to the under a lot more um, than I would the spread. Seven of the last ten Knicks games have went under. Um, and in this, like Matt, like you were reading off the matchup was, um, the last two have went over, but six of the last seven have went under and in five of those games, one of those teams have not cracked 100 points. So I think that we get a 105, 102 game, uh, or maybe 104, 102, depending on which team you want to cover. So I would lean heavily to the, uh, to the under, and if I had to play the side, I would probably play the Knicks.
0: All right. Uh, out thoughts on the total here at 217 and a half, currently over at Winbet. Sorry, 218.
2: Oh, I was about to say somebody smash it again. Uh, call it a cut play, but I think I'm on the over, man. I, I I get why everybody like, you know, these two teams playing a lot better defensively, really good defensively. All the numbers are there, but I'm going to just talk to the players and I'm going to just think of the players. And both of these two teams don't like each other. Both of these two teams competing for, you know, playoff seating in the East. This is a really big game in terms of where they're going to sit at. I think that this I think both teams are going to like the scoreboard up. I truly do. I think they're both going to get out and just start scoring. And no matter how good the defense is, I'm always going to take a better offense over a better defense just because of how talented players in the NBA are. So I think players are, I mean, people are comfortable in this building. We know the atmosphere of the Nick of Madison Square Garden. The players are comfortable in this building. Everybody feels decent. Like I, And everybody has a day off rest. I think this is a spot where we see a bunch of points. So, yeah, I think we get a high-scoring game for the first game of the day.
1: I like the Knicks. um, I mean, you like Philly's offense better than Knicks or just Embiid better?
2: Uh, No, I think I I think I like individual players better than I think that overall, in terms of depth, I think the Knicks have more depth than Philly. However, Philly gets a lot of contribution from that starting five in terms of scoring and that can really help in the Knicks. They do tend to not close out on three point shooters, not close out on the outside sometimes, get you know, they have those issues where they get a little lots good day score on defense. And I think that Philly can make them pay. So I'm um, I'm leaning under. It just feels a good way to, you know, zig when they zag. Oh, you over. Over. Yeah, I'm leaning over.
1: Yeah, I just, it's just that I think <laughs> the Knicks, I mean, me, like, metrically, I get what you're saying, like, from, like, just metrically, like, uh, a lot of the metrics would favor and say that the Knicks are the better um, offense team now. I mean, that could be, you know, due to schedule, you know, schedule of opponents faced and some mm-hmm. of the metrics might, be, you know, a lo- lot of noise in the metrics, but uh, Philadelphia, 28th in offensive rating, the Knicks are. To the Knicks are 11. So, I mean, not much of a, a difference, but, you know, a decent size gap. So it's just interesting to watch. Some of those young guys from New York I like a lot, like Grimes. Um, I think when McBride gets in, he's productive move um, quickly. I love quickly. Uh, Topping. Like, I think they have more energy than um, Philadelphia has. So,
0: uh, Any <clears> – <throat> excuse me. <clears throat> any player props we're looking at in this game? Tamar, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah we talked about Joel Embiid and what he does on Christmas Day he has
2: three Christmas Day games in his career twenty five and sixteen uh one against the Knicks so twenty five and sixteen in his first Christmas Day game against the Knicks one one against boston thirty four and sixteen and then Milwaukee as well thirty one and eleven. so he does get off on Christmas day have has a pretty solid day he also's got three two and three assists so Uh, finding a nice number on his assist. I don't know if that's sitting at two and a half or not, but that could be a play that I'd be looking to be interested in as well, just because he's going to demand a lot of attention and the Knicks are going to try to get the ball out of his hands.
0: Yeah. I see a three and a half for his assist. um, And then his points are at 29 and a half. So I think he could go out there and get 30 for sure. And then I'm Uh, fading RJ Barrett
2: after a 44 piece. Uh, this team is just too inconsistent with the scoring and yeah rj rj beer had the good game Jalen brunson had the bad game Jalen brunson also cost them the game with the free throws so i i think that this is a good spot um for the knicks where you just kind of play the opposite and say that it goes the opposite way so uh looking at R.J. Barrett, it's like 23-and-a-half. Like, come on, give me under R.J. Barrett. Under 23-and-a-half, I think he flops this game. And Jalen Brunson is at 20-and-a-half.
0: I'll take the over on his points. All right. Um, Dante, what do you got for player props, if any? Uh,
1: yeah, I like the same with – um, I like Jalen uh, Brunson over 20-and-a-half. Uh, definitely feel like he'll have some advantages with... I'm pretty sure Harden is going to be on him, which I'm assuming, because um, they'll have like P.J. Tucker on Arthur Berry, so that's, you know, that goes well for Terrell's pick to go under. Um, Julius Randle over points, rebounds, I've been betting it pretty much the past month. He's been scoring over That was one of my uh, bonus locks um, on the episode me and Real have uh last week or this week. Um so I'll keep riding with that. Uh, i think he's gonna have a lot of chances to get to the line, uh pull and beat out, shoot some threes. Uh so those oh, yeah. are the only two That's that I like point. as of right now.
0: Yeah, I like that man. Um uh, all right, anything else for this game guys? Uh hard and turnover prop. Strutters just dropped in the chat and oh, yeah. yeah
2: absolutely uh tough Knicks defense I think it's going to be a quicker pace, to be honest. So I expect to see, be a little bit more lax days go with the ball. You know, he's always going to have the ball in his hand. So if you get, if you can, I'm looking for a number right now to see if I can find it. Here we go. James Martin. Yes, yeah, sitting there plus money at three and a half, plus one ten.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. I'll put that in right now. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good call. Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night or sorry for the afternoon on Christmas Day. It's going to be the L.A. Lakers headed to Texas to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this will be the second game of the afternoon or sorry for Christmas Day. Look at the lines for this game. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks actually opened up as a four point ro- Sorry, home favorite. That number's been bet all the way up to eight and a half. In this game, uh total open about two eighteen and a half. and a half. That number has been bent up to 229 and a half. Obviously, no Anthony Davis for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Dallas are going to be without Maxi Kleba uh, in this game. But um, so let me start with you on this game. Let's start with the spread here. Currently seeing Dallas as a eight uh, point favorite at home hosting LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. What do you think about the side? uh yeah
1: i mean it's pretty this uh handicap is pretty simple for me um if you like lakers uh which i don't um you just you just like pretty much put your money on lebron to carry like g league thing and if you like mavericks who uh, who i think are fraudulent myself um uh, you just end on the like the other guys hitting threes and being able to uh attack the laker defense uh where it's weak which is on the perimeter they don't have a lot of perimeter defenders. They're stronger in the paint whenever they play a lot of that zone. That like it's like a matchup zone that they play on certain in certain spurt Whenever Le- especially when LeBron's out of the when he's on the bench, uh, because they lack you know that one on ball defender. So um, you like if you want to play each side, you can make I can make an argument for both sides, but I, I would stay away from the side. Um, this is the seventeenth um, Christmas game for LeBron. He's uh, all-time leading Christmas uh, Day score. Uh, Lakers have the record for most wins on Christmas Day with 24. I kind of wish that they just wouldn't play on Christmas again and just leave it at 24 uh, just for Kobe. But that's just a that's just a fan thing in me. So um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play this game at all. I guess if I had to, I would lean to the Lakers simply because LeBron is just unreal in primetime situations. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna erase that matchup with Luca. Um, they the only shot that they have is get up and down, they are uh top five in pace while the Mavericks are uh bottom five in pace. So it's going to be whoever dictates this game is going to win in cover. So if the Lakers can get them down, run and gun and make some shots, with, uh, Reeves and um Lonnie Walker, and well, I'm not gonna say Patrick Bailey, but uh, if um, <laughs> uh, what's what's my um, my name? Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Schroeder, like if all those guys can at least play, you know, to a median level, then I think the Lakers have a shot to cover and it'll go over. And if the Mavericks are hitting their shots, um, they're slowing the pace down, a lot of, you know, picking rolls with Luka. And with that AD, uh, Luca's going – I think Luka's going to – feast. Luka might have 50, to be honest. Um, so – uh, as for the side, I, I pass on it. If I had to, I would just take the Lakers, just strictly, strictly off of LeBron, like nothing else. Just him in a big situation. Uh, that's something I would, I would assume it'd be profitable. I don't have the numbers to back it up, but I would assume in you know quote unquote prime time, LeBron shows more often than not. So I got something on him uh, a little bit later.
0: Yeah, Dallas uh, at home this season against the spread five ten and two, uh, and then as home favorites five ten and one and Lakers have not been very good uh, on the road against the spread, either 5-11 and 11 against the spread and 3-11 and 11 against the spread as road underdogs. Oh, it's almost like pick your poison here. But a lot of the trends are pointing towards the over in this game. Um, Lakers 10-6 overall towards the over. Um, against the number, I'm sorry, to the over. Uh, and Dallas is 10-7 and seven to the over at home so far this season. Lakers also 9-5 and five to the over as road underdogs, and Dallas is 10-6 and to the over as home favorite so far this season. Um, I couldn't bring myself to a side. I would probably go with the Lakers, put a gun to my head. I think eight is just too many points for this Dallas Mavericks team who just have not been covering at home this season uh, outside of two possessions or overall for that uh, matter. But Terrell, uh, what are your thoughts on the side here with Dallas as a minus-8 point favorite? I'm not touching Dallas laying
2: eight and a half points at home. I'm not doing it. you talked about the numbers five fifth, not five but eight seventeen and one as a favorite this season like I feel like that's that's terrible that is absolutely terrible eight seventeen and one six ten, and one at home they don't cover at home they don't cover as a favorite. I understand this is a Lakers team and the Lakers team is really really bad and <clears throat> Everything that it's supposed to be. However, this is a Lakers team that is now traveling to Dallas on Christmas Day. Yep. Not the other way around. Yep. Like, not we're not doing this in L.A.? Yep. Like, come on. I think there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because of that. I think that um, last night clearly <laughs> was a look-ahead spot for them, and I probably should have handicapped that a little bit better. But uh, I'm, I'm not trusting Dallas to beat anybody by close to 10 points. I don't do it. They're, yeah. At, at times, it's Luka and nobody else. And I know they have the uh, your Tim Hardaway Juniors, your Spencer Dinwiddie, your, uh, your Christian Wood. But this Lakers team has been okay defensively for the entirety of the year. I'm going to just bank on them to, to lock it down in one spot and keep this close. Like, I expect to see points, as you said. I think that they're going to run up and down the floor. As Delonte said, I'm not trusting the Mavericks to lay eight and a half points. I'm just not doing it. I... We can fall flat on our face. I'm perfectly fine doing it. The Mavericks are one team that I will not trust them laying this amount of points. They didn't even cover this against Houston. And Luca had 50. (laughs) Luca had 50, and you still can't cover seven. Like, come on, I'm not doing this. Luca could go out here and have an amazing game, and they probably still can't cover this spread. They're not, they are not the team that you want to trust with a large number.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree too. It is, it's yeah, Lakers or past here. Uh, let's go to the total here, guys. Uh, currently sitting at two twenty nine uh, on this total here. Delonte, what do you think about the total here? Yeah, I would
1: just lean over simply because I mean I feel like both whichever side you lean to or whichever side you want to bet, I think this correlated. If you love the Lakers, you got to like the over, just based off of the basically If you the Mavericks, you got to like the um, you got to like the under. Um, for the last five of the Mavericks games have went under, um, but also haven't played a team as fast as the Lakers like to play. Um, and one thing that also is in the Mavericks' favor is they, they are third in uh, turnover percentage, so they don't turn the ball over, which kind of what can limit to fast breaking for the Lakers. Uh, and the Lakers, they don't turn people over The last in NBA in turnover percentage. Um, and... Um, The Mavericks, I mean, they they really just look to play at a snail's pace. I mean, they are the only team in the NBA who averages under – well, they're the only team in the NBA that doesn't average double-digit fast break points. They average nine fast break points, which is 30th in the NBA. So they literally want to walk the ball up every single chance that they get. And if they are effective in doing that and hitting some threes, uh, it it could just – you know, slow the game down. But I think the Lakers can dictate the pace. Um I think they'll get out. I think they'll run. Um they'll try to speed they'll try to speed the Mavericks up. So I would lean to the over um if I had
2: to.
0: All right, Terrell, thoughts on the total here? Yeah, I'm on the
2: over. I think uh Dallas has quietly really been an over team all year. And um I think that this is opportunity where I think the Lakers can force them into speed in this game up. I think they can force them into speeding this game up, getting out and running in transition. And just with one, the bad basketball that the Lakers play, like the Lakers are playing bad basketball. Yeah. If you're turning the ball over, if you're out here taking bad shots on the shot clock, allowing long rebounds and other team get out in transition, of course they're going to run They're You're begging them to run. So I think that they're going to force the Lakers. The Lakers are going to force the Mavericks to run by playing bad basketball. So yeah, I'm on the over in this one. I think it flies.
0: All right, uh, player props in this game, Toro. What do you like?
2: Uh, let's see here. Um, not really on too too much in this game. Okay. If I had to go back to something, I would probably go back to Tim Hardaway Junior.'s three points, three points, three pointers, two and a half. Yeah. And just saying that after Luca had 50, they're going to try to get other people involved. And he's one guy that can come up, spot up, shoot in the corner. He's accepted that as his new role on his team instead of always having to be a creator like he's had to in the past and for other teams having to be a creator. He's accepted that, hey, I'm just getting out the way. Luca's going to find me the ball and I'm going to train it. So
0: I'd probably go back to Tim Hardaway Jr.'s three-pointers. All right. Uh, Delonte, player props in this game? Yeah, uh, so my favorite player prop uh, of the entire slate is
1: LeBron over 44 and a half points rebounds and assists. Um okay. he has absolutely been killing it since uh, AD has been out. He has been a little bit uh tentative um as far as going to the rim. Uh, I think his free throw numbers are really low the last 5 games. I think he only shot four free throws in four of those 5 games. I've to double check that. Um but he hasn't been aggressive. He's been shooting, you know, fadeaway jumpers and bad mid-range jumpers chucking up 35-footers typically not what LeBron likes to do. Um, And the Mavs have no inside presence at all, so he's going to dominate on the glass. Um, The only question I have is, can his teammates, you know, make enough shots to get him to the assist? But, I mean, luckily I think that he'll have, you know, 38 and 15, and we won't have to worry about the assist. Um, So I lock LeBron over points, rebounds, and assists, and circle a little bit, 14-1 triple-double. Uh, I've seen it out there. I don't know if you've seen a, a higher number or a lower number. That's just a I only see one book that has it at 14 to 1. Um uh, so if I'm off or somebody else, you know, shop around, make sure you find the right number. Uh like Christian Wood over 20 and a half points and rebounds, much like I was talking about with the Lakers. Um the I mean what I was talking about with the halves I had inside presence, the Lakers without A D. Uh plus Bryant's not much of a defender. Christian Wood's gonna school them on a the pick and roll you can post them up uh more more size uh to dominate the glass for the dallas mavericks so i like uh Wood over 20 and a half points and rebounds
0: yeah i think my favorite player this game is gonna be lebron points uh 29 and a half uh he's gone over this in at least five straight games for the rock sorry for the, Rockets, for the lakers um and we'll make that one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six games in a row. He's had uh, 30 or more points. Again, we know the numbers and how well he does without Anthony Davis in the lineup because he is pretty much the scoring option at that point for this uh, Lakers team. Um, and again, being on Christmas Day, I think that he's going to come out and put on a show here in Dallas. So I like uh, LeBron over 29 and a half points here uh, for this game against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, anything else for this game, guys, before we get over to the next one?
1: Um, I know uh real was talking about how uh Lakers are traveling to Dallas. So this is the first time Dallas has hosted um a game on Christmas since two thousand eleven. And that was the year they beat LeBron uh, when he was with Miami, um with Jason Kidd. So, I mean just if you're looking for you know little things to take off LeBron, you know you know LeBron, you know LeBron, he's listens to everything, he remembers everything. So if you're looking for something that might tick him off just a little bit, uh, something to look into. And I mean, they've uh, they've returned from a home uh, a four-game road trip, so they could be it could be a little bit sleepy. I'm back at home, you know, taking care of the kids and the wives and the side joints and you know how that goes. So Thomas Bryant double-double at two
2: plus two twenty. Yeah, I got I like hosed that. on that last night. He fell two points
0: short.
1: He had thirteen boards last night. He's yeah. gonna
2: he's gonna he's gonna get the rebounds. We all know he's gonna get the rebounds, but he should score in the paint in this yeah. game. When you think about who is opposing him on the other side, you're not afraid of Christian Wood inside. You're you don't think that he's gonna challenge him on the defensive end too much. I would I, I think that that's a solid play. He should be able to get a double double. Yep. Yeah.
0: All on. right. All right, let's get over to the next game of the Christmas Day schedule. That's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks headed to Boston to take on the Celtics. Uh, This line opened up in favor of the Boston Celtics, minus 3.5. That number's been bent up to minus 4.5 in favor of Boston. Uh, Total opened up at 219.5. That number's been bent all the way up to 225.5 in this game. Uh, I think Chris Middleton is going to be missing this game for the Milwaukee Bucks. I did see a note that the Bucks said that uh, they don't uh, – it's not that they don't like it, but they haven't seen uh, his knee progress in a timely manner that they hoped uh, that it would have for uh, Chris Middleton. So looks like it'll be the Giannis Drew Holiday Show for the Milwaukee Bucks. Boston, like we mentioned, coming off the victory last night against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They get the cover, and the Milwaukee Bucks falling short to the Brooklyn Nets last night uh, in that game. But let's start with the side here. Uh, currently seeing minus four and a half for this game between the Bucks and the Celtics. Terrell, let me start with you here. Minus four and a half for the Boston Celtics. Are you riding them like you did yesterday, or are we fading them in this game? Um, I think we got to back the Celtics in this one. Okay.
2: And I want to pull up the number because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But I've been watching this and just been super curious on it on the course of this season because. It seems like when the books are when the books say that the Bucks should lose, they lose. Now Bucks sitting at 2 and 4 as a underdog this season all on the road. You think of what this is going to mean for Boston and for Milwaukee. I would have liked them if, if Chris Milton plays in this game and if if it comes back that Chris Milton is playing, which I really doubt that he is. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out for little, uh I think that I would probably pivot over to the Bucks just because I, I can't fade that threesome of Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton. They're too productive. They're too good ATS on the road, at home, everything. But in this spot where Boston reeling at first just got a really well-needed win against the Timberwolves last night, still at home, no travel, Christmas Day, like I uh, – I've, I took the road team the first two games. I think I'm, I kind of like backing the home team a little bit more on Christmas. It just didn't make sense for me with the first two games. I could probably get there a little bit more on the Knicks than the uh than the Mavericks. But here, Boston at home get to spend Christmas with their family, hanging out. Bucks could be, you know, it is like a big game atmosphere. But I'm expecting them to come out look a little sluggish like I think Boston wins this in the first half that's one of my plays I got Boston first half uh, minus two minus two and a half wherever you get that at I think that's a really good play I think Boston's gonna come out here and play with a lot of energy a lot of pace in the first half of the game try to dominate and start fast Milwaukee normally a good first half team has been reeling on the road this season in the first half a little bit so yeah I'm gonna take my chances I, I think that this is a pretty decent spot for Boston where people are still gonna probably try to back Milwaukee as a dog and they just
0: haven't been that good in this spot over the course of the season. Yeah, I, I agree here. I, I there's something not right with this Milwaukee Bucks team. I don't know whether that's dealing with injuries or whatever the case might be, but I, I, I think that coaches Yeah it could be coaching as well but...
1: but but it's not a good coach. Not a good coach. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's to come in to with a hot take coach, but not a good coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be a possibility, but I just think there's that. I think Boston probably just, you know, snapped out of this funk, um, offensively when they were not knocking down their three point shots. And I think that, you know, maybe that carries over to this game against the Milwaukee, sorry, yeah, against the Milwaukee Bucks, but, um, I think Giannis does have a big game. I think Time Lord should be able to go in this game. I think they probably gave him a night off yesterday uh, so he could play in this game, at least maybe give him 15, 20 minutes uh, to give him some rim protection there going up against Giannis. Uh, But I think that they have enough defensively to slow down Giannis Giannis will still get his but I don't think it's going to be enough for them to overcome what this Boston offense can do uh, whether that's knocking down the three-point shot or whether that's getting to the basket and finishing around the basket I think there's just more offensive weapons and shooters for this Boston Celtics team right now than the Milwaukee Bucks especially without Chris Middleton who let's face it he hasn't been very good you know coming back from injury so far this season so I'm gonna go with Boston here as well uh, Delonte what do you like about this game as far as the side
1: yeah man I I'll make I'll make a sweep by like Austin as well. Um, like you you just brought up one of the key components that I think um, that people aren't factoring in and that's Robert Williams and his defense efforts. Um, Al Horford has been one of the better defenders of Giannis. Um, we saw that in the playoff run. Now, of course, nobody's gonna stop Giannis, but he does make Giannis work you know a little bit harder. So the combination of him and Robert Williams together. I think that's going to limit Giannis and frustrate them just a little bit. Boston's at home, where they play extremely well. They haven't been playing well uh, as of late. They uh, they're three six and one last ten ATS, but they are eight and two last ten um, ATS at home. So second in net rating, uh, one of three teams to be in the top ten in both offensive and defensive rating. So they're going to not only play off- good but basketball offensively, they're also going to play well defensively um and one thing about Milwaukee where they are a good defensive team they don't turn teams over so Marcus Mark Malcolm Brogdon um Jalen Brown is I guess I don't know he doesn't he doesn't have I can even call him handles whatever he does he they're not gonna be able to turn them over so that's gonna lead to more opportunities for these guys to put people in positions to score so I like Boston a lot um like their team total over um one thing something to monitor that I usually do in smaller spread games, I uh, like to look at the free throw percentage. Uh Boston's first and free throw percentage. So, you know, down the stretch, uh two, three point game and foul with a foul start. Boston's gonna make their free throws, especially with Brock uh Smart, um, Brown and Tatum on the on the floor. So I like Boston a lot. Um I'm surprised that it's the numbers are a little higher. Maybe it's just waiting on the Chris Middleton news. Um I would honestly like Middleton to play simply because I think we'll get more value on Boston if they do play. Um, And something to watch for, uh, I'm sorry, it's a uh, fire truck coming by my career. Uh, Something to watch for Boston is how aggressive that Dylan Brown and Jason Tatum are against Brooke Lopez and his defense. So when those guys are getting downhill, I don't think Brook Lopez is going to be able to stay in front of them or stop them when they get to the paint. So I'll look at uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum props as well. But like you guys, I like Boston
0: a lot. All right, uh, Terrell, any player props looking at it in this game? Uh, mm, probably.
2: I'm probably going back to Jalen Brown's turnovers. Okay. I'm probably going back to his turnovers and just it's too many. It's too many defensive like too many defensive giants on this team for a guy that struggles to dribble the ball 10 times without turning the ball over. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take my chances with that. He's turnover prone. It hasn't changed this year. It's been a little bit less this year, but this is a really good defensive matchup where it doesn't matter really who ends up switching on to him. He can get Javon Carter. He can get drew holiday, go into the paint. You have Giannis and you have Brooke Lopez, who is right now trending as defensive player of the year. I think he's going to turn the ball over when he gets the ball in his hand. So, you know, that's the only aspect of Jalen Brown's game that I don't like is how turnover prone he can be, how lackadaisical he can be with the ball. So back here in this matchup, I'm going to go for it again. I'm not going to try to get you a number on that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was plus money. Uh, two and a half at minus 130. All right, see. If, I, if you can find a three – or three-and-a-half at plus money. I take it. All right.
0: Uh, Delonte, any player props in this game?
2: Uh, yeah, I like Jason Tatum um, over
1: points, rebounds, and assists. Um, I think he'll come out be aggressive. He's going to take on the challenge. to uh, I think he might try to guard Giannis a little bit as well to spell um, Robert Williams and Al Horford from doing so. So there are a lot of players at Giannis, of course. Um, so I like him points, rebounds, and assists over uh, I like Drew Holiday over as well, especially if Middleton's out. gonna have to rely they're gonna have to rely more on Drew Holiday to do some scoring. Um and also Bobby Portis, double double. Uh he's gonna be the anchor of that bench. Um I think he'll come out and play with some aggression against that uh Boston second unit. Um so I like those three uh, as of right now.
2: All right. Um if Jalen think- Brown had a handle, he would be better than Jason Tatum.
1: For a while, I was saying he was even without that. But if he, shot, yeah. if he,
2: if yeah, he, yeah, if he had handles, he would be better than Jason Tatum, just because of the fact that now you're adding probably a lot more scoring into his bag because he
0: doesn't turn the ball over as much. Better defense, uh, better yeah. defender too. Awesome. Yeah, better. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, anything else for this game, guys? Uh,
1: first quarter. I like. Um, first quarter over. Both teams okay. top five and first quarter points per game. Uh, Boston's going to come out to be aggressive. Um, the last time we seen them play an elite team, you know they fell short against the Orlando Magic. Uh, well, actually, it was the Clippers that, that was the last elite team, but they couldn't they couldn't beat the Orlando Magic, couldn't stop them uh, at home. And I think they're going to come out with some uh, aggressive, aggression. Aggression. Uh, Milwaukee's going to come out fired up as well. Big game. A uh, lot of scoring. Both teams are known for defense, but I think each side has specific. Kind of uh, advantages they can take care of. And I think that they'll be able to go back and forth in the first quarter before both coaches, well, before Missoula makes adjustments, because Bud, he's not going to adjust at all. So I like the first quarter over. 50, I think it's 50. Uh, let me try to find a number so we are on the same page. Um, 58,
0: 58 and a half. Is that what you think? Uh, let me see if I can find it. A lot of times I don't drop it until game day, but let me see. see. Quarters. First quarter, I see 54 and a half. Oh, yeah.
1: 54 and a half. That's cool. Yeah. I, I was looking at the wrong. Yep. 54 50, 50 and a half. Yeah. All right.
0: All right, guys. Two games left on the schedule here. Let's go over to the Memphis Grizzlies headed to the Bay Area to take all the Golden State Warriors. Uh, eight o'clock Eastern start for this game. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Golden State Warriors are sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies are a four and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, total is at 228 and a half. Do you see some 229s out there. Uh, obviously, no Steph Curry in this game for the Golden State Warriors. We talked about Desmond Bain returning for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in this, uh, for this, uh, Sorry, for this team uh, in this game against uh, Phoenix Suns. Now he'll be on the court uh, looking for some revenge here against the uh, Golden State Warriors after the Warriors eliminated them last season in the uh, NBA playoffs there. And again, that was a couple games without John Moran, who had that injury. But mm-hmm. Tirell, let me start with you here, man. This feels like an ultimate just get up spot of get up spots for the Memphis Grizzlies. here. Are you back in the Grizzlies here or are you taking the home dog?
2: All right, so y'all know Memphis is my my guys. Memphis are my guys. Like that's those are my guys. Appreciate them. Great, entertaining team to watch. This is a terrible spot. This is a terrible spot because how much this game means to them. Like this game means so much that they're going to overlook this game. They are hundred. I'm telling you right now, Memphis is about is overlooking the Warriors right now. This is a Warriors team that is still really good at home. Even without their star cast, they're still really good at home. You're potentially getting Andrew Wiggins back. So that's going to add a two-way player on both sides of the ball and potentially the game's leading scorer, if we're being frankly honest. And they're coming off of a 25-point win against the Phoenix Suns, another Western Conference foe that they get up for a lot. This Memphis team has been succumbed to – Western Conference teams on the road—they just lost to Denver recently. They lost to OKC. Like they've lost to the Western Conference on the road. That's been a really bad spot for them. And we talk about Golden State at home all the time. And now I'm getting four and a half points. I understand it's no Steph. Why are you getting up for this game if it's no Steph? Like why? Why is this line only four and a half? This line should be at seven, eight. This should be. This should be a lot more. If you're telling me that I'm getting a full-strength Grizzly squad. And I'm getting no Steph. Uh what? No Clay Thompson as well?
0: Clay should be in this game. He's not injured. Yeah. I know they, they yeah, don't play so on back to backs.
2: So you're looking yeah. at a projected starting lineup of Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Clay uh Clay Thompson, and Kevon Looney. Yeah. I think the Warriors are live in this game. This is a terrible spot with a uh with them coming off of two back to back blowout losses out east. Coming home for Christmas, you have the uh, Memphis Grizzlies who are coming off of a blowout win against who was the top team in the West for, what, two years in a row, basically? Yeah. So, yeah, no. I think that everybody is on Memphis. Literally everybody and their mother is on Memphis. This line has not moved. Hasn't budged. Not an inch. It's sitting at four and a half. It's been sitting at four and a half for the longest. It will not get to that to three possessions. Like, it's not getting there. Eight is a little bit of a key number in the NBA, if you didn't know that. If this game was inching closer to eight, then okay, I would feel closer to Memphis. But this just the line is telling me to bet Golden State. My gut is telling me to bet Golden State. I know Steph is not in the game. Even the Grizzlies are telling you to bet Golden State because the Grizzlies are like, no, Steph, I wish Steph was playing, but we still about to smack the heck out of y'all. Like, come on now. Those are my guys. Those are really my guys, but I'm going to let you know. They're missing a little bit of cohesion. Nick throwing out that the first game that Ja, uh, Triple J, and Bain played was last night. Uh I think that they're about to get in here, and they're going to get buried by the Warriors. Give me Golden State, plus four and a half. Sprinkle on a plus 160 money line. I know that's 100% where nobody thought I was going with this, but I think this Golden State team is about to get up for this game, and I think Memphis is overlooking them without Steph Curry.
0: All right. Delonte, what do you got for this game? Memphis uh, headed to the Bay Area to take on the Warriors.
1: If, if I was to, like, let's say if I was to send you guys my notes, it would be exactly what Real just rattled off. Like, exa- exactly, like, from start to finish. Like, exactly what it is. I think it's a terrible spot for Memphis. On um, the state, they, of course, we know they struggle on the road. I mean, even with this they struggled on the road. Uh, they 4-13 and 13 ATS um, on the road. But they returned home. From a six game road trip where they went five straight up. Uh, They're going to get more comfortable. The the shot's going to fall. I think you're going to get a semi glimpse of games with Clay. So he's going to be fired up for the game, for the matchup. Um, Memphis, I think, like, I I love Memphis. I think they just, I think they win more games in the regular season simply because they just care and play harder than every other team. That's not a knock on them, but we all know that. You know, one third of the NBA, they don't play hard every night. I think I really think that Memphis, like one through uh like fifteen or eighteen, however many guys they have, or like a practice squad or whatever. I really think that they play harder than any other team in the NBA from night in and night out. Like that's just what they do. That's the mentality that they have in that city and in that organization, which is great. Um but all in all, I think this is a home run spot for Golden State. They get Wiggins back, which is absolutely—it's—it's it's big for them. Um, I never thought I'd say that about Andrew Wiggins, uh, but he's going to be able to defend. He's going to take some scoring load off of um, Clay and Poole. Uh, Draymond's going to be able to facilitate a little bit more instead of having to score. I guess I'll put that in quotation marks or attempt to score. Um, Memphis, uh, they, like you said, the cohesion is going to take a little bit with Bain just returning. Uh, Triple J is going to be locked in on that uh, Michigan matchup between him and Draymond. I think they're both from the same area. I know they're from the same state, but I think they're around from the same area. Uh, so they both uh, embrace that matchup as well. Uh, one thing that Golden State doesn't have to worry about is paint production. Uh, Memphis' is first in points per game in the paint. Um, they... De- they defend well. They defend the paint well, and Golden State loves to attack the rim. Um, Memphis is third in rim rate defense, uh, third in effective field goal percentage defense. So defensively, they're going to play hard. But I think that Warrior shots will fall. I think those young guys—Kaminga, Wiseman, uh, even to a lesser extent, Moody—I think those guys will play well and can match for that energy um that Memphis plays with. So I love Golden State in this in this spot. Uh four and a half, money line uh first quarter, especially low in the first quarter to come out and just splits uh Memphis. Um so I'm real uh like Golden State a lot in this game.
0: Yeah, Golden State I mean you guys mentioned it it's not a secret that this team is just better at home, right? And you just take a look at the just the ATS splits, it's it's no secret they're 10 and four against spread at home uh want to know as home underdogs this season uh nine and four uh as home favorites. so they take care of business at home it's just on the on the road it's where they just had troubles uh um, and memphis has not been a very good a uh, road team uh at least against the spread right four eleven and one against the spread on the yep. road oh and four as road underdogs and uh as yep. road favorites four seven and one so yeah. Um, I think a lot of sides are pointing towards the Golden State Warriors here. I like the Golden State Warriors here as well. I, I think that Terrell and, and Delonte, you guys both hit the nail on the head that people are gonna be all over the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, without Jobber, or sorry, without Steph Curry for the Warriors, and, and that's just gonna be the narrative in this game. But I think that, you know, I think there's enough for this team to compensate without Steph Curry on the floor. And we saw that when they played Toronto uh, a few nights ago, or at least last week, where they just came out and just blitz that Toronto Raptors team. Uh, let's get over to the total here, guys. Uh, Terrell, quickly, I'll start with you on the total here. What do you like?
2: Uh, give me a Warriors team total over. Okay. And I just think that they're going to be able to score. Memphis defensively has been good, but I think that this is a spot with the Warriors at home that they're going to – run with a lot of pace they're going to try to keep lock and step with Memphis I don't think Memphis is going to come in here and lay an egg I just don't think that defensively they're going to be what they've been all season which is a pretty solid defensive unit especially with Triple J and Dylan Brooks in the lineup I think that this is the opportunity with you know that it's a letdown on the defensive side of ball so I like a Warriors team
0: total over and I'll take an over for the game as well yeah, I see one 12 and a half uh, for the Warriors team total in this game. A full game total is at 228 and a half, 229, depending on on your book. Uh, Delonte, uh, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'd like
1: the over. Um, both teams going to play with pace. And one thing that Golden State does that, I, that scares me in this matchup is they turn the ball over a lot. Um, they're 30th in turnover percentage. And if they don't limit that, then Memphis can get out in transition where they are incredible and Jock can get downhill and they'll start throwing alleys. And that could, one thing could lead to another. So that's one thing that does scare me uh, with this matchup. But it also leads us to the over um, in the game. I think both teams are going to be able to knock down some threes, um, get out and run, Uh, free throws. uh, Another thing that I didn't bring up, uh, Memphis is last in NBA in free throw percentage. So, you know, statistics show that they're going to, down the stretch, if it's a you know, two- three-point game at a fast start, they'll start missing some shots. Um, but let's hope we don't need that for the over. I like the over as well. Um, also, with on the Warriors team total over. I just think it's just a home run spot for um, Golden State. Yep.
0: Uh, don't see any player props for this game. Probably so waiting for some injury news for the um, Golden State Warriors side. Uh, if you guys want to mention any guys who would be targeting this game here, Galantel, uh, I'll start with you.
1: Uh yeah, I like uh I like Draymond points and rebound points and assists. Um rebounds and assists, I'm sorry. Uh I see one look at eleven and a half. Um so basically just six rebounds, six assists. uh I think he'll be able to really distribute the ball with Wiggins being back. Um with the curl around with uh that Steph does so well, Jordan Poole will be able to, you know, fill that role at rebound and rebounding, Draymond's gonna be he's gonna make sure that you know Memphis doesn't have a lot of second chance points. Um he knows how good that they are uh, in the paint and offensive rebound-wise. So I look for him to um, go over that number. Also, I mentioned Clay, uh going semi-game six, so I like him over. Uh, let's see. if see. I see his points at 20 and a half. Uh, I would play alternate. I would play 25 plus. You probably can get plus money on it. Um, but I like 20 and a half just for grading purposes because we don't have a lot of numbers out right now. Um, but those are the two I like most uh, in this game.
0: Uh, Torrelli, player props. Are uh, you talking in this game? Yeah. So i keeping the turnover
2: thing going. Strutters, you and I are lockstep with this one. Jordan Poole in games without Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry. Seven turnovers. Four turnovers. Four, four, six, four, five, five, two, four, four, five. So – he's going to have the ball in his hands. There is a point of emphasis on uh, his dribbling and how he dribbles the basketball and what's a carry, what's not a carry, how, how often that's been called against him and how, how it is. So I think that with the ball in his hands and how he's, and how he's been carrying himself in games that he's going to turn the ball over a little bit. It's going to be more opportunities for turnover. So I'll take, I don't have a number on that right now because they're trying to figure out what that lineup is actually going to be. But when it comes out, it's probably going to sit somewhere between two and a half, three and a half. And I like both. All right.
0: Uh, all right. Let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the uh, Phoenix suns headed to Denver to take all the Denver nuggets in this game. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing ooh, just lost my page. Give me a second here. Um, Denver opened up as a two and a half point favorite. The number's been bet up to minus four and a half in this game. Total open about 231 and a half. That number's at 231 currently. Uh, um, Not sure if Devin Booker is going to be able to go in this game. He's dealing with a growing injury for the um, Phoenix Suns. I only see player props are right now for the Denver Nuggets. They're a pretty healthy squad. Jamal Murray came back uh, on Friday night uh, for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, We also saw the return of Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets as well. Um, Terrell, let me start with you on this game here. Currently seeing the Denver Nuggets are a a four-and-a-half-point home favorite hosting the Phoenix Suns.
2: Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. I'm not taking Denver as a favorite. 10-4 and as a favorite right now. Uh, You know, very good win against Portland last night. We were able to muscle that one through and get that. But overall, this is not a good team. ATS 14-17 and on the season. At least Phoenix is somewhat covering games. I know they've been a lot worse recently. But I, I just don't trust this Denver team. And... I think that now, after they've had a couple games to kind of re-figure out the rotation and kind of talk things over and figure out what they're doing, that this could be a pretty decent spot for the Suns to come in here and play a lot better basketball than they did against Memphis and they did against Washington. So uh, I'm expecting, you know, this, everybody's thinking that Denver didn't forget that they got swept by this team, all that, blah, blah, blah. I think this is a spot where DeAndre Ayton can have a, an amazing game in this one. This can be a, a spot where Miles, uh, not Miles, but Mikael Bridges is, is able to go out there and add something on both ends, not just what he does defensively, but be able to add scoring as well. And when we get to the fourth quarter, that's when I'll feel comfortable about trusting Chris Paul, not necessarily before that, but when we get to the fourth quarter. So I think that this is a spot where Denver, so bad defensively, they have a lot of liabilities in that offensive lineup on defense. And I think that that's something that the Suns can take advantage of. So even though the Suns are shorthanded, I think they keep this one close.
0: All right. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game?
2: Yeah.
1: Out of all our games, uh, I think this one is the maybe least attractive from a, like a betting perspective, simply because it's a lot of unknowns, especially with Phoenix, um, I was listening and reading some stuff uh, from the Suns last night, and Monty Williams was asked about Devin Booker, and he said that Devin Booker had been shooting and moving around, but he wasn't moving around as effectively as he should be um, with the groin. So that kind of tells me that, a well, it could tell me two things. A, uh, Devin Booker is going to be out for this game, or B, that's just, you know, basically coach speaking, he's really going to, let Devin Booker play and have the Nuggets prepare for non-Devin Booker. So um, depending on which side you land on, um, like like Real said, I trust um, the Nuggets against elite teams. And I think Phoenix is an elite team and healthy. Um, so even without Booker, I, I, I like him uh, in this matchup. I think, like Real mentioned again, Aiton is going to dominate inside. Um, the rim rate of Denver is 29 29- uh, they're 28 in effective field goal percentage defense. So, Suns even without those guys in the lineup, um, missing you know missing CP3 from time to time, missing Devin Booker from time, they're still top five in uh, offensive rating and offensive efficiency. So, the offense is there, um, and I think with as bad as Denver's defense is, some guys are going to get the looks. And one thing that uh, that I'm banking on is if Devin Booker is ruled in. This game is gonna fall at least by a point and a half, two points. So we will get a little bit of value with that. And even if he's ruled out, maybe it'll move a half point, uh, if that. Uh, so I think we're getting some value with the Suns at this number. Um, it's just that some of the stuff that Monty Williams was saying—he was asked about like, um, what does he feel? How does he feel about teams like physicality and how to play against physical teams? And he was saying that they don't play well against physical teams. They feel like that they get pumped when um, they played the Memphis uh, as they did last night, when they played the Bostons, when they played the Milwaukee's. And that was kinda that was kinda discouraging for me. But then I flipped it and was like, Well, if I heard that and thought and felt way about it, these players had to feel the same way. So I come out with a lot more intensity. And Denver's not a physical team. They're a finesse team, so don't have to worry about a lot of physicality uh, with this matchup. So I think it's a good spot for Phoenix. Um Love the eight props. Uh, props to rail for that. So I love the eight props. Um, love Phoenix in this uh, in this spot. So I would say plus plus one and a half.
0: All right. Uh, you have thoughts on the total as well? All right. 30 I, go and a half. I, go, I go under. I go
1: under. Now, Denver is, a, like, one of the better offensive teams in the NBA. But I think the Suns can combat that with some good defense. They got good perimeter defenders. Um, they're deep uh, with uh, guards and forwards. The only thing that could slow it that mean that could deter it is if both teams are just like white hot from three. Um and that that could go. Uh, you know, good offense always beats good defense. So if the threes are falling from both sides, um that's a bad indication for the over. But I would lean under simply because a slower pace game. Uh the advantage for Phoenix is gonna be on the inside with eight in. Uh and of course the Nuggets are gonna want to rely a lot on um Joker. So uh, I would lean to the under. Just nothing strong though.
0: Draw. thoughts on the
2: total? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go under on this one. And it's just the – if I'm on the Suns, I think the Suns control the pace of the game and they're going to run a slow game. Like they're going to try to keep this – in the half court, play really good defense, not let them get out and run, not f- have turnovers. Like this, is, I expect to see a very clean game from the Suns, whereas they limit turnovers, limit fast bake, tra- limit transition points, and that all that can drive a total under. So if I like the Suns, I got to like the under.
0: All right. Uh, anything else for this game, guys, before we get into our lock and dog? Uh, all right. I'm on Aiden. I'm on Aiden. Yeah, player props. Uh, Aiden. Uh, yeah, anything I'm else to
2: Oh no, no, that's it. I'm I'm all on uh, DeAndre in this game. Okay.
0: Uh Delonte, player props that you were targeting?
1: Uh yeah, i as well. Um I do like some um Mikhail Bridges props. He struggled the last two games. I think he breaks out of that. Um uh, more than likely Michael Porter Jr. is gonna be on him. Um, and we all know that Michael Porter Jr. Jr. can spell defense. So yep. uh, like Mikael Bridges over, like a threes over as well. Um It's not a lot of uh, Phoenix props simply because we don't know the status of Booker. Um, So not up just yet, but usually they would come. Mikael Ridges is usually uh, like around like 14, uh, 14 and a half. And then threes may is usually just one and a half. So uh, I like both of those numbers uh, over along with um, eight and double-double points and rebounds. Uh, I love eight in the matchup.
0: All right. Before we get into our lock and dog for this Christmas Day schedule, let me tell you guys about Dave. Um, with well, the holidays here, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Well, Dave can help you get out of the pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. Now, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or just struggling to make ends meet, the holidays uh, can be a really stressful time for you. But with Dave... You can get your money sooner so you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones, not having to worry about how much money you're going to spend or how much money you're going to have to get throughout the week. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expensive expenses that you've been stressing out about without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app, for financial relief, they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand for the future. So all you gotta do is go to your app store right now, or go to Dave.com/sgpn to download the app. Sign up for an extra cash account, uh, extra cash account, and get up to five hundred dollars instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com/legal. Instant transfer fees applies. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, guys. Let's close it out strong here with our lock and dog for this Christmas Day schedule. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off, a man, with your lock and dog?
1: Yeah, man. I'm trying to narrow it down. Uh, so I think for the lock, we're going to go with a derivative. We're going to go with Milwaukee Boston over 54 and a half in the first quarter. Uh, ran it down in the um, in the rundown about how both teams are very effective in the first quarter. Uh, I think Boston's going to come out. And you know, play with some energy, and I think Milwaukee out of that loss is gonna come out and play with energy as well before both teams adjust and the game slows it down a little bit. Uh, so, I like that over 54 and a half um, for a lot. As for the dog, another derivative, um, I, I'm gonna go with Golden State first quarter money line. Uh, I see right now it's like 115, 120, 125. They'll shop around, try to get you 125. Um, I think, I think, uh, Golden State comes out. And plays extremely well. Uh I do think that they win the game, but I'd much rather have some instant gratification, go ahead and get my money and bet on somebody else bet on another game. So uh Golden State Warriors money line, uh, first quarter money line uh plus one twenty five
0: for the dog. All right. Uh, for my lock and dog, I'm going to go with a player prop for my lock. Um, let's go with LeBron over 29 and a half points here. against Dallas Mavericks talked about how he's the pretty much the primary scoring option when AD is not on the floor for the LA Lakers. Um, and he's been on a run of six straight games of at least 30 plus points for the LA Lakers. So right now at 20, 25, sorry, 29 and a half, uh, for LeBron to get over this number as my lock for my dog. Um, I think it's the only dog that we all like on the board here. Um, Give me the Golden State Warriors, plus four and a half, plus 165, all the money line here to take care of business against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think we all hit the key points. I think this might be the sharper side where people, the public is going to be all over the Memphis Grizzlies, seeing that the, the Warriors don't have staff, revenge, angle, all that stuff. But Warriors just find a way to win games at home. There's no, that's not been a secret this season for the Golden State Warriors. Taking care of business at home and on the road, it's, it's a different story for this team. But at on Christmas Day at home, getting Wiggins back uh, with Clay Thompson, with Draymond, with Kamal Looney, with Jordan Poole, and the guys contributing off the bench, I think they can get the victory here against the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, plus 165 on the money line for the Golden State Warriors. as my dog. Uh, Terrell, close out strong, my man. All righty here.
2: Let's go with for my lock. Let's take the Knicks in the first half. Get out quick and go out there. I'll take Knicks first half. Get out quick. Really a good first half team over the course of the entire season. They're actually yeah. the number one first half team in terms of ATS over the entire season. Philly trending more closer to the bottom. I think that this is a good spot. The Knicks get out really quickly and then disappoint me in the second half. Uh, For my dog. Can't get away from it. Give me Golden State Moneyline. I think that this is just a really good spot, and it would just be like Memphis to lose this game with Steph being
0: out. Love it. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast for the Christmas Day games. Um, anything else that we forgot to mention here, uh, Terrell, before we get out of here? No, no. I'm good to go. Uh, Delonte, anything else, my man?
1: Uh you- Nah, no, I'm good to go. I got a um I got an article coming out today. This uh got a best bet from every game. So if you guys want to check that out, uh I'm putting in some other plays in the Discord, so you know, hit us up in there as well.
0: All right. Uh we'll be back on Monday as usual to recap the Thursday, sorry, the uh Sunday games, the Christmas Day games, and we'll be back on regular schedule as usual for the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, make sure to follow the SGPN, uh, sorry the NBA Gambling Podcast account on Twitter at SGPN NBA. Make sure to follow the uh, and subscribe to the YouTube account uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. You guys will know where uh, we do go live um, from uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast family. Have over. Everybody uh, has a happy holiday whether you're celebrating Christmas or with loved ones, having your uh, Christmas parties, holiday parties, all that good stuff. So uh, be safe out there. I know the weather is bad around around the country, but, hey, uh, enjoy the food. Enjoy your time with your family. And uh, from all of us here at the NBA Gambling Podcast, uh, enjoy the holidays. Um, we'll be back on Monday, like I said. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.